today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. And what about trucks in the downtown? This is, a, I know, something that's been a sore point for an awful lot of people for many, many years. We've always encouraged uh, people to move downtown, to live downtown, to play downtown. Uh, but some are suggesting it's getting more and more dangerous because of these heavy trucks that are zooming down the streets. Well, the uh, city's going to try to do something about that. Uh, joining us to talk about this is uh, the Councilor for Downtown, Ward 2, uh, Councilor Jason Farr joins us on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Hey, Jay, how are you doing today? Good, Bill. Good morning. Listen, let's, let's, let's get into this. I know that this, they've been talking about this for years and years and years. Uh, we're, we're kind of between a rock and a hard place, and I guess the, essentially what you guys have to talk about here is, is finding a balance uh, between livable neighborhoods, but at the same time, uh, you know, looking after the Hamilton economy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the movement of goods is essential. And I think uh, prior to a, a fulsome review of the truck route, which would have been over 10 years ago, uh, you know, we weren't factoring in, obviously, uh, the Red Hill Valley Parkway, which connects to the link, which connects to the 403, which connects to the the Skyway. And, and uh, certainly, uh, I, I think the time is now. And, and so, when you factor in all those, uh, you know, initiatives, mandates of council for for livable communities and and uh, safer streets, and you know, there's there's cycling master plans, there's pedestrian mobility plans. Uh, there is a disconnect, and at what level? I think after today's subcommittee meeting of the truck route subcommittee, uh, we'll we'll have a better uh, way forward, and and hopefully uh, in short order, a report back on you know where these trucks are going. Uh, what alternative routes they may factor in uh, to accommodate some of these mandates. Well, and I know this has been discussed before, and I know there have been some suggestions from citizens groups and, and other stakeholders in this situation, uh, and, and also obviously from the economy. front. I, I understand Burlington Street's not uh, as, as populous as it was before when it comes to factories and, and that sort of stuff, but it's still an industrial area, and there's still movement of goods that have to go back and forth. Uh, as you mentioned, Jay, because of the Red Hill, and and some of the other improvements that we've made over the last little while, anybody's going Niagara Way is is in pretty good shape. I mean, there seems to be a path there that uh, that I, is going to get them there. The problem seems to be going the other way towards the 403 toward the west end here, uh, because let's face it, you're going right through residential neighborhoods, and I imagine you got uh, quite a few irate neighbors because of that. I would suggest it's a growing number of concerned and now I'd say much more organized protests to that end of uh, residents and businesses uh, that have the concern. I would also focus that uh, concern safely on 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 cut throughs of industrial trucks, so eighteen wheelers, twenty one wheelers, or or more, uh, and not necessarily a, a, a growing uh, uh, disdain for those trucks making deliveries in the core. In fact, I don't know of anyone who's suggesting we take that off the table. So we're looking at um, yes, uh, primarily that 403, that Windsor London corridor that heads towards Hamilton, and then because it exists, are going from uh, Main Street at the 403 and coming down Main into the industrial core. Hopefully, not cutting through the city onto Tesla to get to Niagara, uh, because of course they should be uh, making that exit at the uh, Lincoln Alexander Expressway instead of uh, contemplating cutting through the city if they're heading Niagara way. And then there's, there's uh, obviously uh, a focus on those, those heavier industrial vehicles. And I think what we, we were going to hear today 
uh, is it's time now to do a more, more fulsome study. So we've got some very smart uh, and focused staffers on this from our transportation demand management crew to our traffic ops, Steve Malloy, uh, Brian uh, Hollingworth, and others will be reporting to us on how we might better analyze who these trucks are, where they're coming from, where they're going to. And then I think the the other question is, I mean, obviously we want to communicate uh, with our, our trucking logistics community, whether local or from out of town. Uh, there are good people. There are great community uh, corporate citizens, and uh, they obviously will be at, at the table as we move forward and create this report. But then we also want to talk to those industries that are receiving the deliveries or shipping goods out of our industrial core off Burlington Street. And primarily when we say that, we're looking at industries from Wellington Street uh, and then heading east. And, of course, the divider from that industrial core, for the most part, is Nikola Tesla or Burlington Street which is an underutilized road now, Bill. And as you alluded, alluded to rightly, I mean, industry isn't what it used to be. There's still, you know, it's hard to find uh, a piece of vacant industrial lands in that section still. Much of it, though, over time has become warehousing as opposed to, you know, actual industrial businesses, although, you know, it's still a key part of our economy. And we want to communicate not only with the trucking industry, but obviously those people who are, are shipping and delivering and, and receiving goods. Problem, though, is in the west end of Burlington Street or Tesla Boulevard, whichever people want to refer to it as, uh, you're moving right into a, a residential neighborhood and a very exactly. proactive residential neighborhood. You and I have had discussions over the last number of years about how some of those residents have been very proactive when it comes to traffic calming situations and, and trying to make their their neighborhood a much more livable neighborhood. Uh, and and that that's the problem. I mean, to a point, I guess, as you said, around Wellington Street or so, you're okay. You're in an industrial zone, and, and you expect to see those trucks. But mm-hmm. the further west they go, then all of a sudden they're moving into that. They have to stop at James Street. And then where do they go? I mean, they can't go up to Barton because you're into the Tiffany neighborhood right now. And again, that's a residential area. The, you know, now, you may recall, and our listeners, I'm sure some of the older listeners would know, uh, for many years, there was a, a ring road that was on the books that was supposed to be essentially a, a, an expressway that was going to go through the north end. That city council nixed that a long time ago. Uh, we're not even considering an, an, another road here. I mean, is, is, that, is everything on the books here or everything on the table? Or are you going to have to try to make do with what we have here? Well, I'll tell you, I had a long conversation last evening with Councilor Marullo, who's been on the Truck Route Subcommittee for many terms now. He can't make today's meeting. He's got some dental surgery. But we talked about, though, the expropriations that occurred on that ring road many years ago and, uh, you know, the evolution of that idea. And, and I, it was before my time, but, you know, I think rightly it was scrapped. And, and I, I can safely say that that is definitely not going to be part of the discussion moving forward. I certainly won't be moving any motion to revisit that idea. It was a bad idea, I think, because it is cutting essentially through two residential neighborhoods. It would have been. And uh, ultimately, uh, there is a service now called the Red Hill Valley Parkway uh, for a whole lot of industries, uh, for a, lo- a lot of uh, trucking companies as well that are servicing those industries, whether indirectly or directly affiliated. And, and it makes it easier. So I think more of the conversation is going to be in line with at what point along that stretch of Nikola Tesla or, or Burlington Street, they're both obviously uh, on the same latitude line, uh, are we going to contemplate uh, an assertive effort in asking those industries that, that are, are, are contemplating a westerly 
uh, approach to delivery or, or exiting those industries to take that Red Hill Valley Parkway to not cut through the city, but instead make a left out of those industries, get on that parkway, which is, you know, no stoplights. It's a direct approach. It's maybe three, four kilometers out of your way, depending where you are uh, to, to on, you know, as it relates to the industrial core. Is it around Wentworth Street? Is it around Sherman? Is it around Wellington Street? Maybe go out of your way a little bit, but in the long run, there's no stop and go. There's no air brakes. There's no considerate. There's no concern for consideration of, of the air pollutions that come with all that stop and go and, and pedestrian safety uh, potential. Uh, issues and 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 get on that red hill climb up the red hill take a right onto the lincoln alexander parkway and then there you go you're hitting the 403 so if you're heading west is it is it fair to ask or at least investigate whether or not going a little bit out of your way initially on your outgoing route from the industrial core is something that you can work with the city on because ultimately i think that's what it's about we have an opportunity now since scrapping that perimeter road through the north end community through the north end residential community uh that didn't exist back then it's called the red hill valley parkway the way i look at it bill i mean you know i've personally i've had a summer student three years ago study the number of trucks ultimately you you know you mentioned james you mentioned how burlington street essentially ends at wellington street and 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 uh and then, and then it, it really comes into a, a, a residential community. It, the truck route actually does not exceed Wellington Street. Uh, if you're heading east along Burlington Street, uh, it, it actually has, there's a great big sign there that says all trucks must turn left. So Wellington Street is the easterly end of the truck route on the north uh, uh, industrial core uh, sector. Uh, Victoria Street, if you're coming from the west into the industrial core, uh, is it, is the route as it relates to uh, uh, the cut through heavy industrial trucks through our through our downtown. So we're looking at Cannon Street that heads west as a truck route, and Main Street that heads east. And Victoria and Wellington are the uh, north south corridors for that route. So so James Street, you, you know, while we do see trucks from time to time, there really shouldn't be any trucks between Wellington and James in the North End neighborhood to begin with. Yeah, but you made that distinction, and I think that's important. I'm sure it's going to be part of the discussion today. Uh, we have to differentiate between um, movement of goods and delivery trucks. Uh, and you know, mm-hmm. and they, they can be large, too, but you don't you'll usually see 18-wheelers pulling up in front of a store uh, in most situations along that area anyway. So that's that's going to be a, a, a determination, I guess, that the committee is going to have to make. But in your in your vision then, Jay, what you see is you basically don't want to see trucks in the, in the west end of the city then. Bas- in well, other words, enter, enter and exit the city through the east end on the Red Hill. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely I'm going to support what I believe staff is putting forward, which is, you know, it's something I asked for late last term and at the start of this term when we approved the transportation master plan, which which contemplated a whole great number of things, pedestrian mobility, uh, cycling master plan, implementation of safer streets, uh, pedestrian crossovers, and as a separate category in the criteria, truck routes. And, and we're, we're essentially continuing to say, and hopefully moving the yardsticks today, staff, you need to come back to us with something fuller than what we know now. Up until now and for the last decade, Bill, there have been modifications to the truck route. But they've been ad hoc. They've been council moves movements from, you know, Ward Six, Ward Four. Different streets have been amended. Some with with amendments that saw okay, trucks are all right, but they need to be smaller at certain times. Others where they just took streets completely off the truck route map. And while we had that truck route subcommittee, 
to these ad hoc motions that that have all been supported have primarily in the last decade or so, especially in the last eight years during my time. I think I can recall three. One was done during the other was Kenilworth and the other was either Upper Ottawa or Upper Kenilworth. They've been modified on a on a per motion basis, on a sort of ad hoc basis. What we're hopeful for today is support for staff to come back and really communicate, really get an understanding of where these trucks are going. Last year on my 500 Yamaha Majesty one afternoon, one very warm afternoon, I sat out front the Spectator building on Main Street and waited for trucks to come off the 403. They're heading east. They get on our Main Street ramp. They get on the Main Street, and I would follow them. I could only, uh, uh, in a two and a half, three hour period, uh, follow seven trucks. All seven did land in the industrial core. So their destinations were the industrial core of Hamilton. They weren't using our downtown as a cut through to get Niagara bound. Uh, instead, they were literally making those deliveries to those industrial properties. Uh, two or three of them were the newer industrial properties, Parrish and Heinbecker area, and one might have been Collective Arts Brewery, which has expanded enormously in the last three or four years. But the reality is, you know, that's just one counselor on a 500cc motorbike. I mean, if we could really wrap our heads around this, dedicate staff time, which I think is going to be the recommendation from staff to the committee today, we can not only talk to those logistics trucking companies, but also those industries and hopefully create some relationships where there's a mutual understanding that if we can mitigate to a great extent the issue that we see now, the prevailing issue of heavy industrial trucks cutting through our neighborhoods and through our core, through Ward 1, through Ward 2, and to some extent Ward 3, then, uh, you know, that's a great starting point. And get back to us soon on how those conversations are going. So we need to talk to all stakeholders. I'll tell you one thing. Today at the Truck Route Subcommittee, as our first meeting of this term uh, begins at 1 o'clock at Council Chambers, we'll definitely hear from one aspect of that uh, uh, community in, in a big way, clearly with the delegations that I see before me on the report. And those are the residents of these areas. And I think it's a safe bet to suggest that every delegate that comes up and spend their five minutes talking to us today are going to be explaining the, the cons more than the pros as it relates to industrial trucks cutting through their neighborhoods. Well, there's two elements to this. And I know we've been talking about this under the, the guise of safety, and that certain, certainly should, needs to be the priority. But there are a couple of other things, too. One is compliance, and, and, and that's got to be discussed because I know that you've seen examples. And way back when I was on council, we used to see examples where you'd get the odd trucker that would freelance and go through a residential neighborhood to take a shortcut. And that's mm-hmm. going to be problematic. But the other is this tears the crap out of your roads. I mean, you know, 18-wheelers are pretty heavy vehicles, obviously. That's a statement of fact. Uh, And if they're driving where they're not supposed to be driving, that's how these roads get banged up to the extent that they do. And that costs all of us money. The extremely great point. I mean, you you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, in terms of operating dollars, uh, you know, if you're mitigating to a great extent or even eliminating some areas where heavy industrial trucks are allowed now, you're actually uh, creating a cost savings in the long run because there's, in all likelihood, uh, you know, a greater uh, a window of time between repairs and ultimate, ultimately redevelopment or replacement of those roads. And, you know, it's a great point. And, you know, we've had consistently in the North End, uh, unfortunately, now and again, uh, some truckers feeling Ferguson Street as an example, not a truck route, but they'll use it as a shortcut. So they're bypassing Wellington. Maybe it's jammed up. Maybe they missed the turn and they take that next available turn. We're talking about a very narrow street uh, that for many years has been an illegal cut through for trucks to get back onto that route on Cannon Street because it shoots right up. 
And we're also talking about now, and I think for a very good reason, one of the streets in the worst condition in terms of in, in dire need of uh, residential uh, road repair. Fortunately, that's on the books for 2019. We've been waiting a few years to make that happen. But the last thing I want is to fully redo that road and come fall, these illegal turns happen again and more trucks come on that road. And, and sooner rather than later, we have to look at repairing it again. And, and I think in large part, the reason why Ferguson Street North is probably one of the worst uh, streets in terms of uh, condition in probably the city is because, you know, over time, over a decade or more, it's been used as an unofficial truck route. Well, we'll see how the meeting goes later on today. It should be a lively session anyway. Jay, thanks so much for the update. Appreciate the time today. Thank you, Bill. That's uh, Ward 2 Councilor Jason Farr. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.